There are a lot of things that matter to me. Family, community, culture, and peace of mind. Hi, it's Wilmer Valderrama, and when balancing life, I have to say nothing brings more comfort than having support. And when it comes to ensuring those things that matter to you the most, State Farm offers the support with an agent available in person or on the phone to discuss your coverage options. Support when you need it, however you choose. That's State Farm's way. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Looking for hair removal tools that not only deliver smooth results, but also empower you with a sense of complete control? Enter Conair Girlbomb, your secret weapons for smooth, sleek results made just for women. From the ultimate girl bomb grip and professional grade blades, you don't have to compromise and settle for less. Conair Girl Bomb equips you with the precision and power previously reserved for men's grooming tools. So take your hair removal routine to the next level with Conair Girl Bomb. Available at conairgirlbomb.com or a retailer near you. With premarital counseling, are we going to prepare ourselves to get married or are we still like that pre-engagement where we're like, okay, is this going to work? A lot of times we come from broken homes. Then when we come into a dating relationship, now we're romanticizing an unhealthy relationship that's familiar to us. In Spanish, it's todos los trapos sucios se lavan en casa. We do that as a protective mechanism because there is a status. If my husband is a womanizer, that means that I'm not good enough as a woman. But it really comes from the culture of the machista. Hey guys, happy Monday and happy December. This year is about to fly by, so I hope you guys are getting ready to welcome the new year. I'm really looking forward to today's episode because we're going to be hearing from my therapist. I can't wait for you all to meet her and hear all about premarital counseling and even pre-engagement counseling. So without further ado, let's get the show started. This is Cheekies and Chill. I am so excited to introduce today's guest. Her name is Tanya Paniagua, and she is the founder and CEO of the Breath of Life Foundation in Irvine, California. And she's also my therapist and my sister's therapist as well. I've been working with her for about a year and a half now, and it has literally changed my life. Welcome to the podcast, Tanya. I am so excited to be here with you. I am so excited. We had a session, you guys, this morning, just FYI. Um, so I've been working with Tanya for about a year, right? Year and a half, something like that, Tanya? About a year. Yes. So how I met Tanya uh, was through my sister, Jackie. This is, she's also my sister, Jackie's uh, therapist. And my sister for Christmas, was it Christmas or my birthday? I don't know. She gave me a gift card and it was five sessions with Tanya. So that's how I met her. And she said, sister, I want to give you this. And it was one of the best gifts ever because I've been able to just confide and feel so much better after every conversation with Tanya. She's helped me through quite a bit, especially with my relationship. So I wanted to bring her on because Emilio and I just started couples therapy and her and her husband do couples therapy. And I really enjoyed it. Oh, it's not even couples therapy. It's premarital, you guys. I'm engaged. So it's premarital. (laughs) It's premarital (laughs) therapy uh, or counseling, should I say. And um, it's been pretty cool. And she's helped me so much. And I met her husband, Rudy. Well, I've known them for a while. I've seen them at parties and like 
gatherings and stuff. So now I wanted to talk about this because in our first session, uh, Tanya told me about pre-engagement counseling, something I didn't even know existed. So let's just, you know, ask the question. Have I been a good counselee? Yes, I think you have been an amazing counselee. And what makes an amazing counselee is one that's open, has a a posture of humility to receive instruction, Mm -hmm. um, that is able to then um, see their areas of growth and then also lean into those areas that need to be strengthened. So you've done an amazing job and it's we're working on it. Yes, we're working on it. We're working. I think the most important thing you guys and you guys know, I always say this. I'm a huge advocate for counseling, for therapy. And I think it's something that we all need for the rest of our lives, you know. And since I do this and I do so many things, I, I feel like when I speak to Tanya, I am recharging my batteries. I'm refreshing my memory. It just helps me speak. And then she gives me feedback and I think it's something I have to do for the re- I want to do for the rest of my mm. life. And you have to be willing to be vulnerable, you guys, and be completely honest. And I have she knows all my secrets. OK, mm-hmm. and thank goodness for confidentiality, because she can't That's- ever say anything, of course. And no. she would never. She's not that no. type of person anyways. Mm-hmm. But I think that what has helped me personally is being very honest and yeah. even saying things about myself that I probably I'm not proud of. But that's what's going to help you guys. That's what's going to change is when you're completely honest. So I just wanted to get that out of the way. Anyways, going back to pre-engagement. Yes. Can we touch on that just a little bit? Because I sure didn't know that existed. Yeah. So it's it's something that we we like to practice here in our organization. Because oftentimes when you start a relationship and then you go into a deeper sense of relationship and now becomes a romantic relationship, we oftentimes don't take a moment to really think about what's bonding us. Mm-hmm. And so there is this idea of trauma bonding. So basically what that means is I am broken and I become a magnet to those other people that are broken. And so I receive something from the other person's brokenness. But we don't really take a moment to see and analyze is this a real healthy relationship or why am I bonding to this other person? So Mm -hmm. in pre-engagement, we have a chance to look at that. Is it really trauma bonding or is it authentic bonding? Are you healthy? Have you done individual work? Because you have more time to explore this rather than if you just go in and go through your engagement, you, you know, put a ring on it and then make Mm -hmm. it public. There is a lot of stress and expectations for the wedding date. Oh my gosh, yes. Right? The There's a lot of and everyone's asking you when you're going to get married and you're like, mm-hmm. "Oh, if you don't even know the red flags I'm seeing," right? And so <laughs> yeah. we can't even say that, right? Cuz uh-huh. it, it's kind of embarrassing because it makes us feel like, "Wait, how come I didn't see those red flags? And now I'm committed, mm-hmm. how do I pull out of this?" And then I look like a failure and all these other things that can come um into play for that decision. So we like to take it a step further and start earlier in the process so that mm-hmm. if those do come up, we can deal with them and you still have a way out of the relationship without the whole world knowing that you're engaged. When when do you do this? Is it six months into the relationship? Like, how do you get people to say, hey, before I ask my girl to, to get engaged, when do you guys recommend it? Yeah, so you start to date and then when it starts going into that next dreaming phase of like, oh, I could see myself with you for the rest of my life. Like mm-hmm. that, that is a conversation, right? That's a conversation or you'll start dreaming together mm-hmm. or you might even start like 
ring shopping together. And so that's... She's throwing hints and stuff. Yes, mm-hmm. right in there. It's like, okay, you know what? Let's do ourselves a favor and let's let's invest. Before we invest in the ring, let's invest in our emotional health to see where we're at. I love Because that. a lot of times we come from broken homes, right? And so we are attached to unhealthy relationships because it's what's familiar to us. Mm-hmm. And so then when we come into a dating relationship and a serious dating relationship, now we're romanticizing an unhealthy relationship because it's familiar to us. Yes. Oh, my gosh. Now we come in. We're not experts in your life. You're the experts in your life. But we start to ask questions and things start to come to the surface. Like in our sessions, things start to come to the surface. I'm never mm-hmm. an expert in Cheeky's life. I will never be. Because you are uniquely designed. You're very different than I am. But I do have the expertise in, in asking the questions to highlight some of these things. And you're like, oh, oh, yeah. <laughs> oh. A light bulb yes. turns on. Yeah, for sure. Yes. And so that's what we, we love to do with, with couples that are doing pre-engagement counseling. How does a person know, hey... I need some therapy or some counseling. Like what are some indications or some things that you should say, hey, if you're feeling this way, if you're thinking this, you need you need counseling. Yes. So like if they're in a relationship, I'll do it from that place and then I'll tell you. Um, so if they're in a relationship, like in a dating relationship and you start to look at the relationship like, oh, he's saving me. And I'm going to talk like from my perspective, right? So mm. when I met Rudy, I was a single mom with two kids. And so when he came into my life, I was like, oh my gosh, somebody wants me with baggage because everyone told me that they weren't going to want me with like, you know, I'm a broken relationship and I'm coming with two children into this relationship. So I had this idea like, wow, he's saving me. And then he starts to express interest and really tries to build me. And I'm like, wait, he might be fixing me. Mm -hmm. Like now I have a reason to live. Like there's a validation of my existence. That's not healthy. Like the way I met Rudy is not healthy (laughs) at all. (laughs) Right. And then there's a roller coaster of, chaotic, unpredictable emotions. You use things like, you complete me. Mm -hmm. Nobody should ever complete anybody. It's really from your wholeness, Mm -hmm. right? And someone else's wholeness, we come and we complement each other, but we don't complete each other. And so Rudy was coming to complete me, was coming to complete my family as a stepfather stepping in. And then there's this other idea of, I betray myself and all of my needs to receive his love. So I lay down my life as long as he's happy. But I'm thinking this is selfless love. Mm-hmm. And it really isn't. It's trauma bonding. And then when I really look at it and I look at the relationship, it really mirrors a lot of the patterning of my childhood experience. Yeah. I was, I was starting to repeat a lot of the stuff that I had seen growing up. And not just growing up, in my first relationship. So, whoa, you know, I saw it growing up. I saw it in my first marriage. And now I see it in my second marriage. So it looks great. We get married. And then it blows up. For the first three years of our marriage, uh, we were not just trying to blend a family, but we were coming in with our baggage. We didn't know how much baggage we had. I had never done individual work. I wasn't even a therapist, a counselor. I wasn't any, nothing. I was just Tanya, a single mom with two babies, uh, an 11-year-old and a six-year-old. And when all hell breaks loose, he, uh, I get pregnant. I remember telling him in the car, on the phone, hey, I'm pregnant. Like thinking, shoot, he's probably thinking I'm, gonna, I'm, I'm pregnant. Like I'm saying this so he can come home. But I really was mm-hmm. pregnant. And that was like my whole journey with our first child together. And then at the end of that, it was so chaotic, so toxic that he leaves and then he's unfaithful. And he's a fa- unfaithful twice during my pregnancy. 
And so what I thought was a man that was going to come fix me was really, no, like that's not, that was not at all authentic love. So why do I share this is because I didn't know that I was coming into the relationship with with so much baggage. Mm -hmm. So I would have loved for someone to say like, hold on a second, like just relax for a moment. Let's take it slow. Let's look inside. Let's see some of the things you had to heal from your first marriage because my first husband was also unfaithful to me. And if I look back even further, my father was an unfaithful man. So who's the common denominator? Tanya is. Oh, geez. Mm -hmm. So it doesn't mean that I deserve this. Right. It means that there's a brokenness in me that attracts these kind of men and makes that's a familiar relationship, even though it's not healthy. So that kind of answers the second part of the question, right? Like when you start to have familiarity with just unhealthiness and, and, and sometimes you don't know that. On a personal note, it's like low, low self-esteem if you start to feel like anxious or depressed or you have you are a person that reacts rather than responds there are things in there that really need to be healed because a lot of times we have soul wounds that are not healed, you know, from our childhood that we yeah. bring into the relationships or even into our life as we grow older. So, mm-hmm. And that's kind yeah. of where we're at now with Emilio and mm-hmm. I, now that we're engaged, I thought it was very important because our relationship isn't perfect. I think this is the healthiest relationship I've been in um, and my past relationships. And, and it's not even like I'm saying, like we're, we're, we're working, Emilio and I, the good thing here is that we're both intentional in, we believe in therapy. He does his therapy. I do mine. And uh, we understand that we need to be healthy. I I more than ever understand before I was very codependent. I was very needy. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I've in my, like, I realized that in my last relationship and I said, I want to make a change. I really want to be whole in myself and not feel voy a encontrar mi media naranja. Like I want to be my whole orange. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like I want to be, it. you know, and I've, I've been working on that. So I think now that we're engaged and, you know, marriage is, is a huge commitment. I've done it once and unfortunately it didn't work or fortunately, whatever it is what it is. I don't regret it. Cause I learned so much from it, but now it's like, okay, this is, it's a huge commitment and I want to do it right. And I know there are things within myself that I want to heal. I need to heal like you said, Tanya, like stuff that I, I grew up seeing my, you know, no one's perfect. And I learned a lot of things and I saw quite a bit of stuff. So that's where we're at. And now we're doing premarital. I love sharing positive tips with my listeners on everything from health challenges to relationship troubles, because life happens, baby, but you got this. Hi there. I'm Honey German. And I know we can all use some positive energy these days. That's why I make sure to empower my community because a bit of motivation and support can go a long way. And luckily, we have State Farm to support us. Like when you talk to a State Farm agent to choose the coverage you need and they have the options to protect the things you value most. It's the perfect positive tip you need. State Farm is also a big supporter of the My Cultura podcast network, where we as podcast hosts get to share our experiences and stories. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Listen to new episodes of your favorite My Cultura shows wherever you listen to podcasts. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notify, and Amex card member benefits at select events... 
You'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. This is something I I haven't even asked you uh, privately, but with premarital counseling, are we going to we're going to prepare ourselves to get married or are we still like that kind of like that pre engagement where we're like, okay, is this going to work? Because I I did that whole survey, right? It's a bunch of questions, you guys. And I was like, wow, are we, I want to know that we're equally yoked. Is that what we're going to find out with the premarital? Like, okay, you guys are ready to get married. Yes. So what we do in that assessment is in that uh, the computer generates a report and then we put that out in front of you. And then we start to try and walk through some of these things So as we're able to come to resolutions and plans of actions for these things, then we're able to say like, okay, are you guys ready to take the next step? So it's not necessarily Mm. for us to say that. It's more for you to look at it and say, oh, no, I I can't budge on this. This is non-negotiable for me. And this is Mm -hmm. unnegotiable for her, right? Or for him. And so this is where we start to do that. But those are conversations that normally don't happen outside of the counseling office. Mm-hmm. Because no one really talks about your values. A lot of people don't even have personal values. They haven't taken time to do values, right? So values, non-negotiables in your life. And so then, since we don't take that time to know that about ourselves, someone else comes and imposes their values, not in a mean way. It's just, oh, that sounds great. Let's just make life like that. And then you're like, wait, mm-hmm. I'm not being true to myself. So in this assessment, as we continue to walk together, we will highlight these things and it'll show you the things that you're super compatible with. And there's things that, oh, okay, this is an area that we're really going to focus on to see if we can get you into a place of agreement. Not necessarily of, I agree with you 100% because you're not going to lose your essence, but I'm comfortable enough that together we'll be able to walk this. Okay. That's where the compromising comes in. Yeah, that's the compromising comes in. Without really compromising your essence because you don't want to compromise your essence because then that's what happens a lot of times. And then like 10 years down the line, the essence is wanting to come out and it can't, you know, and it finally does. And it ruptures. And it's like, I can't live like this anymore. Yes, because I feel like I finally understood, like, I want to be myself. And I want to make sure that I'm my best self for my person, first of all, for myself, but also to have a healthy relationship. You know, and when we were doing this assessment, he did his own, you guys, I called it a survey, but it's an assessment is the correct word. Thank you, Tanya. But um, it was very long and it was very thorough and it had me thinking. I was like, I need to be 100 percent honest right now. Like I, I would go back and I would reread it. And sometimes they would ask you the question in a different way. And I'm like, OK, like but it really made you think. And we never shared our answers. He did his own at his own time. I, I did my own. And I'm like, because I really, really want to, to really figure this out. You know, I'm like, I, I don't want to ever waste anyone's time. And and this is important because we're going to talk about, OK, the children finances, like stuff that's hard to talk about you guys, but that I think is very necessary. Having uncomfortable conversations to figure out your future together. 
And I think that that's, we're both on the same page. And I didn't even, what I loved is that I didn't even have to convince Emilio to do premarital counseling. He was all in. He's like, let's do it. He's been wanting to do couples therapy for a while. We just didn't find the right people. And now thank goodness we have you guys. But um, that's one of the questions I had. I'm like, okay, then I guess we're going to just have to look and say, okay, well, this is where we're compatible. This is where we got to work on. And then we make the final decision. Absolutely. And then what happens when somebody like when one party really wants to go to counseling and the other one's like, oh, no, that's not for me. Right. Like, how do you how do you do that? Like, and it's not necessarily a convincing. It's really like this is in our best interest, because I think a lot of people um, will shy away from counseling when they feel that someone's trying to fix them. Mm -hmm. See, my job as a counselor is never to come and fix you. I'm not going to fix you. I'm just going to help highlight those things inside of you your strengths, your areas of growth, and then you will commit to your plan of action and walk it out. Because mm -hmm. really, health is more determined on the counselee that's coming in than it is on my part. Because I can give you 101 ways on how to be the best communicator or how to resolve conflict. But if you're, there's still a lot of stuff bro uh, broken from the past, nothing's going to stick and you're mm -hmm. not going to commit to it. Mm -hmm. And so when you take the we approach, like this is on our best interest, to have the third party come in and just highlight and have this assessment. The assessment, I mean, it's not fabricated or it's not, I'm not manipulating it. It's just, you're answering these questions and the computers, you know, based on the program is going to highlight the strengths, the areas of compatibility, the areas that need to be worked on some, and then we're gonna go layer by layer on that. So I think that's also important because if we're like, well, no, you start to fight. Well, no, you need to go to counseling. Yeah. Well, right away, that person's going to shut down. Right? Exactly. Mm -hmm. And so it's all about the delivery is like, it's we, if we're really thinking about doing a lifetime together and we want to live happy, yes, but even more than that, like thriving. Because I mean, happy, happy is temporary. That's a temporary feeling. Yeah. Right. But when you're thriving and there's personal satisfaction, like, okay, yeah, it's worth it. Like when you want to go and work out, it's worth it to get a coach if you don't know how to do this, right? Yes. It's the same thing. The coach isn't going to fix you. It's going to help see, why aren't you committed? Or, hey, you need to work this muscle some more. That's exactly the same thing that counselor does. The role of a therapist, is it to help, especially in couples therapy, to help figure out what the issues are in the relationship and to find a resolution? Or, or is it either or? I think it's both because sometimes... Um, like, for example, when you talked about finances, right? A couple could be talking, could be fighting about finances, whether they're engaged, whether they're dating or, or they're married, they're whatever couple it is, right? They're fighting about finances. Finances isn't the issue. Finances is secondary. There is a deeply rooted issue because finances means a different thing to a different person. So mm -hmm. finances for one individual could mean status. To another individual, it could mean safety and protection, right? And so... Oftentimes, we don't have that kind of language. So when you come here and like, well, it's the finances. She spends too much. Da, da, da. So then we start to ask deeper questions like, oh, this is what happens. Mm -hmm. So going back to my personal example, Rudy was like that. Every, so he loved retail therapy. That was his thing, right? Uh -huh. <laughs> <laughs> so we had a fight. And I and money for me was protection and safety. So anytime we had a fight, I remember the first big fight we had. He went off to the South Coast Plaza and he goes and buys himself a $300 pen. And I see it because I get I get the alerts and I'm like, oh, like I'm thinking safety, safety, <laughs> yeah. like this is red. And he's thinking, no, status, status. This is the way I protect myself. Mm -hmm. Right. And so 
it would have looked like he was just having a fit and doing this, but there was deeper rooted issues. Like his manhood must have felt disrespected in the way that I was communicating. And he was like, well, no, this is like, I'm protecting myself this way. And for me, finances was like, oh man, if he does this now, like how we're going to be like bankrupt by year five every single time, if he's going to go, you know, buy something every single time we have a fight. And so it's not finances. It, what does it mean? Mm-hmm. And so you normally don't know the primary root of it unless you've really done some work. So we help bring that to the surface and it's like, oh, okay, this is really the issue. And then we can come, we can co-create a solution. Yes. See, creating solutions together. Yes. <laughs> That's the yes. thing. It's like yes. together. I had to like really get out of the mindset of it's what I want. It's like what we want, what our relationship needs. That's another thing, you know, because I came from a very independent mother and who kind of wore the pants in the relationship, you know, and in order I feel, and I've learned and my sister and I, Jackie and I are on the same page where it's like, it's, we weren't taught to be submissive. You guys, it was like, no, you're an independent woman. And this, and I'm like, well, I don't want to be in a lonely independent woman. I want to be in a long lasting relationship. I enjoy being in a relationship, you know? So it's like, what adjustments do I need to make in order to make that happen? You know? And we always say, Jackie and I, we're, we're breaking generational curses because, and at first it was very foreign to me because my sister, I would be like, Hey, let's go get our nails done. She's like, well, I have to talk to my husband. I'm like, why? <laughs> why do you have to talk to your husband? I didn't understand. She's like, oh, well, because yes. you know, I have to, not that I have to ask him for permission, but it's like, hey, is it okay for us, you know, to spend this extra money getting my nails done is a luxury because I have kids. And I'm like, oh, you know, I'm like, I get it. I'm like, okay, now I admire it, you know, and now Jackie and you guys are the ones that saved Jackie and Mike's marriage. And I think it's a beautiful thing. I see them and I see Mike as a completely different person. My sister as well. They have very good communication and they're making their relationship work. And I'm like, I I love that. I'm so happy for her. So anyways, you guys, I'm just saying therapy works. And I actually, now I have a question, Tanya. Do you feel or in your experience when you're doing couples therapy, do you feel that it's the man that's a little bit more resistant to counseling than the woman or, or it varies? It varies. Actually, we've seen a trend probably in this last, I want to say year or two years, that men are the ones calling for the for the appointments. Ooh, and I get so excited. Awesome. I'm like, yes, they're coming. <laughs> yeah. Or we'll have marriage refreshers here at our office where we have like 35 couples and we go through different things, you know, like some of the, the issues, the most common issues of like communication or sex or parenting or finances. And we'll go through that. And when it's question and answer time, we don't give out little papers where people write down, no, like we're very open and and vocal. Mm -hmm. So it's all the men asking the questions. And so it's really neat. Yes, I've seen that shift. And I think it's important because men and women both feel emotions. It's just men are really, they do a better job in being able to suppress them so they can continue with the vision that they have. And they're very good at that. I can't focus on emotions and vision. I'm going to put my emotions away so I can fulfill the vision. A woman is more complicated because that's the way we were designed. And it's a beautiful, beautiful complication. Yes, we are. Right. <laughs> that we can. <laughs> we're beautifully complicated. Right. Um, that we can do a lot of these things. Now, the problem is that the woman has a harder time in regulating the emotion. Mm-hmm. And so I love when the man's like, oh, yes, I, I want to lean in, which I think is why my husband and I are so open and vulnerable about our story. And he is very much so about the things that he wished he could have done differently. 
And then it creates a safe place for the man to want to come in and say like, oh, I want that. I want coaching. All right, let's, let's, let's do this. Let's, let's really like turn this like living day by day to really from a surviving to a thriving mentality in our relationship. That's awesome. And that's one thing that I'm so grateful for that um, my partner, Emilio, he's very willing and open and, and, and he's also okay with being vulnerable and showing his emotions. And I feel like that itself is worth it to me to keep, even if we have things that we disagree on or I don't necessarily like, let's say, I'm like, he is the first time ever that I have someone that is so willing and to walk me through, to hold my hand and say, okay, it's okay. Like for the first time. And it feels so good, which I think is why we've lasted so long because I'm a runner. I'm like, it's not mm-hmm. working. Mm-hmm. See you later. Like I saw it with my mom and it's like, okay, next, next. And I'm like, okay, I, I don't want that. But he's like, hold on. He pulls me in. He's like, you know, and I think that that's awesome. And I, I'm hoping, like, I'm so happy to hear that you're saying that it's more men that are the ones that are looking for for the counseling, for the coaching. I think that's awesome. Mm-hmm. And, you know, round of applause for those men that aren't afraid to show their emotions. People have this, some people, especially Latinos, and let's talk about this a little bit, uh, this negative connotation of therapy. Why do you feel that some people are hesitant or resistant to therapy? Yes. So especially if we're going to go into the Latino culture, actually, my dissertation was very much about um, marital satisfaction in Hispanic couples. And so I did a lot of study in the values. But we have like this in Spanish is todos los trapos sucios se lavan en casa. Mm-hmm. You know, so like all of your dirty laundry, you're going to take care of it at home. You're not going to air it out. And so we do that as a protective mechanism because there is a status, you know, like if I have an issue, that means that I'm not good enough. So it starts to hit that core truth value. I'm not good enough. Or if my husband is a womanizer, that means that I'm not good enough as a woman. But it really comes from the culture of the machista, right? The machista is the more women, the more of a man you are, Mm -hmm. which is not true. Absolutely not. Right? Absolutely not true. No, it's (laughs) a lie from the devil. That's not true, right? The devil's a liar, Uh, guys. (laughs) (laughs) It's being able to stay committed to your wife. That's that's what makes an amazing Mm -hmm. man, right? Not one that is jumping from one one to another. So I think that just closes them off. And then if you add the religion component, it's like then you don't have enough faith to believe that your problem can be fixed. But that's not true either because Mm -hmm. you can have faith and psychology and they can coexist. They actually need to coexist um, as we deal. We can have faith to believe that we're going to be healed, but we also have to pick up our mat and do the work. And we also have to do our part to learn where the trauma was inserted, what happened where that lie was inserted into our lives, heal from it so that we can continue walking in health. So I think that's why a lot of people are resistant. And they also have this sense of, if I don't have it put all together, that must mean that I'm weak. But it really isn't. The reality is, and this is for everyone, we all have issues. But the ones that come in and say, hey, I really want to do something better, those are my heroes. I'm like, man, you're a hero today because you're going to change the legacy of your family. As an actor, a producer... And a proud Latino father, my days can get very busy, which is why I make sure to dedicate time to what's important, like supporting my community through my work, sharing my Colombian and Venezuelan culture, and being present for my family, which is everything to me. Hey, everyone, it's Wilmer Valderrama. And when reflecting on what matters most, I start by giving thanks for good support in my life whenever I need to make the big decisions. How about you? If it's insurance you need, State Farm is there to help you choose the right coverage for you. And State Farm offers great support 24-7. Just call an agent.
State Farm is also a big supporter of Michael Tuda Podcast Network by helping to share our Latinx voices. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Listen to new episodes of your favorite Michael Tuda shows wherever you get your podcast. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico, Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Going back to the couples therapy, what is the most common issue in couples? Would you say it's poor communication, sex, finances? Well, the studies show that those are the top three that you just said. So those are the top three reasons that a a relationship would end up in a divorce. I haven't done the study in our own office to see how many come from each, but normally in a session, most of those come out. Is it like not enough intimacy? Like, because for me, I'm thinking about it. I'm like, okay, yes, sometimes you get so busy, it's like, okay, we're not having enough sex, you know, or, you know, finances. So, And I grew up thinking you shouldn't let go of a relationship unless they're like cheating on you over and over or like hitting you, being physical, mentally abusing you. But I always thought like, okay, if we're not meeting eye to eye in finances, let's say, is it okay or not okay, but like to let go of the relationship? Well, I mean, if you... It depends on if it's a relationship or a marriage, because it's different. So if it's a relationship, absolutely. I mean, you can totally. But if it's a marriage and it's a, now you're not, now you're enter, entering into a lifelong contract, mm-hmm. like we talked about contracts, right? Yes. And so there's there's only certain reasons why you should really consider, and even in that, especially if there are children, would I I, I I've seen even domestic violence. Not that I'm saying anyone in domestic violence needs to stick it out. I think they need to get into a safe place. But I even if there's healing, I've seen that restored. I've seen infidelity restored, obviously, for my even for my own life. So it depends. If you are just in a dating relationship or even engaged and you're not seeing eye to eye, then don't take the next step. If you're not willing to make that commitment. But if you're married, now that's really important that you really exhaust your resources before you make a decision. Mm-hmm. And that is also another thing that doesn't happen. People just like, well, I just I fell out of love. I said, nah, give me another reason because mm-hmm. you can fall back in love. Like, and that just means that the emotional tank is empty. So we have to start filling it up again. And so that means that you've checked out. We got to check you back in. And so I've seen that happen. That excuse. Oh, I fell out of love. I'm like, nah, let's, let's give me, give me I don't a buy stronger it. reason. <laughs> I don't buy it. Let's, let's see what happened here. And so, um, yes, I mean, if you're going into marriage, you really need to think of it. It's like, it's a lifelong commitment. It's a lifelong covenant. Mm-hmm. Um, especially if you have, and there's no shame for those that have been divorced. I'm actually, you know, I'm a divorced woman, but I've seen both ends. I the one that we're able to get be restored and what life looks like with our children. And I also have children from another, from another marriage and seeing their health 
is completely different. Like, I do believe the generational curse is when you step in and do the work and correct the the pattern so that your children don't have to deal with that. And so it would have been easy for me to step out and say, I'm done because my husband was unfaithful, but there it goes again. So now my two older children are from one dad, my two second one are from another dad, and that mom's a single mom. And so the statistics are that my daughters are going to go through the same mm-hmm. thing. So you push through it. I pushed through and I was going to go through the work, do the work. My husband was going to do the work. And now we're able to enjoy even our grandbabies together. Yeah, your grandbabies and helping other people restore their marriages, which I think is amazing. Just out of curiosity and not to take anything away from your your present, you know, marriage, because it's, you know, it's wonderful. But would you think if you guys, your first marriage, if you guys would have gone to, to therapy, do you think you could have saved that marriage? Absolutely. 100%. My husband and I. We, my husband, my current husband and I talk about that all the time because people ask me, well, why the first, why did the first marriage not work and the second one did? The difference was my first husband did, was checked out. Like he did not want to. He did not want anything to do with it. I was open to, even though he was the one who had been unfaithful. Mm-hmm. Um, he, he was unfaithful and he checked out. He actually ended up marrying the person he was unfaithful with. And oh. so that's a whole other mm-hmm. area of like forgiveness and all of that that yeah. I had to process. But he was checked out. He didn't want to. So with Rudy, he wanted to. He was he he wanted to. And I, in other terms, I would say it this way: He was man enough to look in the mirror and say, "I have issues that I need to work on," and and I was able to do the same thing. And then we come together, and then we were able to live what we're living today. Nineteen years later, yeah. Whoa, that takes yeah. balls, guys. Okay, yes. excuse, but it does. Yeah. If for a yeah. man to say, you know what? Especially a man. I don't know because we have this thing of men have to be you know, machos and no, you know, los hombres no lloran, but it's like when a man can say, I need help, I want to change, that's freaking amazing. Okay, so Tanya, how much of a difference can therapy really make in a in, in the success of a relationship or of a marriage, should I say? Oh my goodness, it's day and night. If the, the couple that's coming in is doing the work. So when they come here, they come in here, whether they're doing, if they're doing an intensive package, it could be, you know, three hours, four hours if they wanted to do it. Some people will fly in to do things like that. But if not, it's like 50 minutes. One session is 50 minutes. So in 50 minutes, we're going to ask these questions, highlight it, come up with a solution and a plan of action. We always have a plan of action. That's great. But if you go home and you don't, and I don't see you for another week and you have not done one thing, well, it's not going to affect the marriage of anything. It's actually going to decrease the marriage satisfaction because one person, they're hearing what they're supposed to do and they're not doing it, mm-hmm. right? But if they go and they do the work and they're intentional and they're having, you know, the meetings and they're having, you know, whatever they have to do, right? And they have to set their calendars or they need to have this way of communication or they have to have more intimacy or date nights or whatever it is. And they do that. Oh, we have seen marriages go from the brink of divorce to like fully, fully enjoying their families, their businesses, their ministries. And it is life changing. I mean, this is my life mission. Like if I were to die today, I know that I've accomplished my mission because I've seen more couples restored and living in health than the ones that have been divorced after they put all this into practice. And I see it with my sister. I really, I I see it with my sister and her husband. And it's just, it's beautiful to watch, you know, because I know what they went through and, but they really pushed through and they were both on the same page and they both wanted it. And Jackie said that sometimes she'd be so mad. She's like, I'm so mad at Tanya and Rudy right now. But then she was like, oh, I'm so grateful. She's like, actually, I went back and I'm like, okay, I thought about it. So she, like, you, they went through all of the emotions with you guys. 
And now I see the fruits of it, you know, and even you, you, you guys are the ones that married them, you know, they, they renewed their vows, guys. And it was such a beautiful ceremony. It just makes me happy. It makes me happy because my sister, we didn't see a healthy marriage, you guys. And no, no marriage is perfect, but she's really worked so hard in making this work. And, and I see them and they're in such a good place and I'm praying that it just gets better. So I thank you guys for that because you guys really, of course, God, but you guys really guided them. And Aww, I think it's yes. wonderful, which is why now I'm like, okay, I'm in your hands. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Well, we counted a privilege. I mean, really counted a privilege to be able to walk with people in their darkest times. It's a privilege. Mm -hmm. It's a responsibility. We don't take that lightly. And the thing with like your sister and Mike, like with Jackie and Mike, is that at any time when they start to feel any friction, if they need to pick up the call, we do a quick like adjustment, you know, mm -hmm. like when you're your back is out of whack and you go to the chiropractor, yeah. you get adjusted and it's like, yeah. oh, that's it. Yeah. That's it. Okay. We're ready for another five years, uh -huh. you know? And so they have a safe place. Yeah. That's awesome. Like uh, a little yeah. refresher. We yeah. all need it. That's yeah. right. And so if you're intentional and you have that, like we're committed and we're going to make work at this. I mean, it just becomes such a beautiful um, life of exploration because in every season you're going to explore that new season as a husband and wife. Oh, it's beautiful. And just before I let you go, for those who can't get their, their partner into a therapy session, do you have any tips on how to talk about issues without having it escalate into a fight? Yes, absolutely. First of all, if we both can understand that we're, we're a team, right? The, the, both are a team. So it's not we're fighting against each other. We are we're with each other fighting against the issue. Ah, okay. Yeah. Okay, and so that's a big thing because sometimes we personalize the issue instead of like it's 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 so internalized that we make the person the issue but it's not it's the behavior so even something as like even writing it out on something you're externalizing finances so you put it out and so like okay how together can we look at finances and how can we make this work instead mm -hmm. of you spend too much money no but this you don't you know you're controlling and you go back and forth back and forth you're attacking each other but you're not really even dealing with the actual issue which is finances we were on this finance talk right so what does finance mean? Hey, we need these finances. We have these goals. Now we start talking through this issue of finances with a solution focused rather than focusing on each other that you're the problem. Yeah. Because as soon as someone feels attacked, they shut down. I mean, no one wants to be attacked. No one wants to be called a liar. No one wants to be called a manipulator. All the words that we use when we're angry, people don't, they shut down. They'll shut down or they'll escalate. And so that's, I think that's really being able to externalize the behavior looking at it like this is the issue and together we're holding hands and we're going to see how we're going to make this work for us instead of us fighting against each other. So the gloves, the boxing gloves should be towards the behavior, not towards each other. Ooh, and guys, let me tell you, <laughs> that was a big one for me. <laughs> I was like, hold on. It's like I, I right away had my, my boxing gloves on my hold up. Uh, -uh I'm ready. I'm yeah. ready. You know, and it's like, wait a second. No, I have to move away from seeing mm -hmm like or trying to fight with Emilio it's like him against I it's more of like okay mm -hmm. we have to choose to really figure out a solution for this situation or whatever it is that's bothering us and that was a huge I don't know epiphany for me where I'm like oh wow okay wait what you just said really helped me a lot where I was like oh my gosh okay yeah you're right you know or holding each other's hand and saying we're doing this together so that that those are two two big things Tanya, thank you so much. I really enjoyed our conversation and I'm so grateful because I know you're busy for you to take the time to come on the podcast. And, you know, I thought it was people hear me talking about therapy all the time. I talk about it so much. I'm like, why not have my therapist on? So I am mm. so excited. 
Thank you. And thank you for the privilege of allowing me to walk with you that I counted a privilege and honor. And I just love to see how you're making strides and and becoming emotionally healthy and really seeing life from a different perspective. And so thank you for that privilege that you've given to me. So and even to be here on the show and being able to um, share some of my personal experiences uh, along as well as my professional experiences. So thank you. Oh, before you go, can you please share your website with us so people that are looking for therapy, couples therapy or whatnot can reach out to you? Yes, you can find us at breathoflifefoundation.info, I-N-F-O. Thank you, thank you, you guys. And before we go, you know, I always leave you with a a motivational quote to end each episode. So cue the music. Here we go. So here is the, the quote for this episode. It's fairly quick and to the point. Invest in your mind, invest in your health, invest in yourself. And you guys, therapy is a great investment, one you will never regret. Thank you so much, Tanya, you guys. Thank you again for being here on this episode of Chiquis and Chill. I hope you enjoyed it. Los quiero mucho. Y nos vemos en el próximo, okay? Besos a todos. Do you need advice on love, relationships, health, y más? I'm so excited to share with you that my Cheekies and Chill podcast will have an extra episode drop each week. I'll be answering all your questions. Just leave me a voice message con todas tus preguntas y yo te las voy a contestar personalmente. All you have to do is go to speakpipe.com slash Cheekies and Chill podcast and record your questions. I can't wait to hear from you. This is a production of iHeartRadio and the My Cultura Podcast Network. Follow us on Instagram at My Cultura Podcast and follow me, Chiquis, that's C-H-I-Q-U-I-S. For more podcasts from iHeart, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast and check us out on YouTube. Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card... Right this way. It's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. There are a lot of things that matter to me. Family, community, culture, and peace of mind. Hi, it's Wilmer Valderrama. And when balancing life, I have to say nothing brings more comfort than having support. And when it comes to ensuring those things that matter to you the most, State Farm offers the support with an agent available in person or on the phone to discuss your coverage options. Support when you need it, however you choose. That's State Farm's way. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Looking for hair removal tools that not only deliver smooth results, but also empower you with a sense of complete control? Enter Conair Bomb, your secret weapons for smooth, sleek results made just for women. From the ultimate girl bomb grip and professional grade blades, you don't have to compromise and settle for less. Conair Girl Bomb equips you with the precision and power previously reserved for men's grooming tools. So take your hair removal routine to the next level with Conair Girl Bomb. Available at conairgirlbomb.com or a retailer near you.